Uh, hey. <sighs> Alicia. <laughs> Are you there? Anybody else? <laughs> Is that welcome, you, Marcus? Welcome to the quiet store. I don't think you, you probably don't know what that is. Uh, so back in the 90s, SNL had a bit that they called, I think it was called The Quiet Storm. And uh, it was basically a radio radio DJ late at night. And he would say, welcome to The Quiet Storm. And then he would play the little thunder music, you know. And uh, No, I don't know that. It was just like, I don't know. It was like, I guess it was a play on the like late night romantic music and stuff. And he would have callers call in and request romantic music. It was just, it was funny. And then he would like, anyway. Um, Hey, how you doing, Alicia? I'm tired, Marcus. Yeah, me too. Luckily, being tired is what our show is all about today. Um, Marcus, why are you tired? I'm tired of lots of things, Alicia. I'm tired of not being appreciated. I'm tired of not having a good topic off the top of my head to do because I'm so tired. Um, uh, I mean, just sometimes life makes you tired, right? I mean, I don't know that I have a better reason than, than that right now. Uh, not much, there's nothing different. Um, and I'm sorry if you heard that crazy sound. Anyway, you probably didn't. What was that? It was, uh, I was trying to see this is what happens when you're tired too. I was trying to share the video and I accidentally opened it and it started playing on the speakers. I'm kind of confused why I did that because you're in here. But why is it playing on the other speakers? I don't know. I'll have to it's find out tomorrow. It's a mystery. Anyways, um, I thought this was a good topic because sometimes, a lot of times, I am very tired, and uh, actually, coincidentally, and you suggested this topic sort of hilariously, maybe because we were both were talking about how you know we're tired. Um, but I went to the doctor today because I was like, I've been really exhausted for like the last month or two, like really, really exhausted. Um, normally, I think I, I don't really get good sleep just because for many other reasons. I don't know um, what it is. But even if I <laughs> if I get enough sleep, I'm usually just tired, right? And so I went to the doctor, and um, I've been thinking about this actually kind of a lot lately. Like, what can I do to help myself? I've been trying to eat fruit and veggies. Um, I've tried to go to sleep a little bit earlier, and I exercise all the time. So I don't know, like, what it is. But I think the reason why this is a good topic is because... Uh, you know, a lot of times when I feel like this, it forces me to take a look and reflect on my life and think, you know, what is it that I'm missing? What do I need? And that's something that's really, really important uh, to our faith, you know. Uh, in fact, today I was so tired and I was on the bus and I think I've probably told you this before. It's really crazy embarrassing, but I like to share embarrassing stuff about myself all the time. That's, that's part of what I do in my ministry. Um, so I was on the bus this morning and uh, I got on the bus and I was like, do I have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> and it's like, okay, so here I have a long commute, right? Um, and it's like a good hour before almost, in, it's at least 50 minutes to an hour before I get to work. So when I get on the bus, I got to really make sure that I'm good to go, you know, because, uh, consequences could be disastrous <laughs> well exactly and so um anyway so i got on and i was like oh no do i gotta go <laughs> or not and so this like i have this thing where i'm i could probably i'm i am fine actually like and i'm gonna be fine but i panic because there's a potential that i might not be fine <laughs> and then i'm not fine because i'm in panic mode already right and so I'm like, oh, do I get off the bus <laughs> like at the next stop? Because like, there's a couple of stops, and then they get on the bus gets on the highway and it's on the fast lane, and it's from there it's all the way in to DC, and there's like, there's no getting off, you know what I mean? And um, so you got to make that decision <laughs> if you want to stay on the bus 
before you get on the highway because after that the decision is made and you got no choice anyway so so like again i'm i'm fine but the pro the fact that i'm like thinking about it and deciding whether or not giving myself even the option to get off makes me feel like i'm in panic mode and i'm like no i should get off no 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 i'm okay i'm fine no no but what if i'm not like do i really want to you know and so you know i'm fine as long as i calm myself down um but i started praying today about that cuz i was like i am fine um but i started praying you know cuz sometimes like when you're in a situation like that you're like god please help me mary don't let me get don't let me be like insanely utterly embarrassed don't let me be a guy in the news you know i don't know <laughs> so um but anyway so i'm like i was praying today and i i, I started like thinking about like just feeling like that for some reason started making me reflect because I started like just trying to think about other stuff I was thinking about my life and family and stuff and and um and I don't know why I started thinking about just my kids and stuff that I want to do better right like I want to I want to treat them better or I want to I want to continue to improve myself and so sometimes I reflect and I'm like I could have handled that situation better or I've been getting on them too much and you know I've mentioned that to you a number of times um I'm just, I'm, I'm highly critical of myself, but I always think I need to be better. And I, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be so hard on my kids and all these other things. And, and then I, in the midst of that, I realized, and I said, you know what? Thank you, God, that, that sometimes I feel like sick or that I don't feel very good. And that causes me to reflect and start praying. Um, because if I felt perfect, I probably would be I wouldn't be thinking about any of those things, you know. Mm -hmm. Like if I felt fine, I probably would be, I don't know, I could be watching a movie. Even though I gave it up for Len, I wouldn't be in this ride. But sometimes I'll just put on a movie. I'm like, I got in there for 50 minutes. I feel good. I'll put on a movie or I'll work on my book and all that stuff. And when I don't feel good, I can't do any of those things. You know what I mean? Right. And so the only thing I can do is close my eyes and, and, you know, try to relax and think and pray because that helps me to kind of calm my mind and um and i and i so i had to thank god for feeling like that and i or actually i thank god for the opportunities uh to not to feel you know sort of messed up because those opportunities always cause me to reflect and to think and to pray so today i figured we could talk a little bit about that you know um everybody has stresses in their life you know um work boyfriend and girlfriend husband or wife or you know kids pregnant woman um people who are very very busy at work who have very hard jobs you know i've mentioned i think this in the past i've always had a very had a great sympathy for people who work in labor intensive jobs and then get sick or are tired or something and they don't have a choice they have to go to work um unlike me you know i can if i absolutely need to i can call out sick i don't normally um uh, but if I had to, I could call out sick and I still get paid, you know, um, the people who don't have a choice and have to show up to work to be able to, to, um, make money to pay the rent food or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how do those people, you know, what do you do? Cause in the midst of, of great exhaustion, sometimes you can, there's a tendency to get very, very sad and depressed or, um, you know, frustrated, angry, and kind of, um, feel like you're you're overwhelmed and swimming in the deep and you don't know when you're going to get a break right mm -hmm. so why are you tired that's no i didn't even answer why i was tired i just told you some hey, embarrassing stuff friend. yeah but why uh, are you tired well it's a monday i don't know i'm just i'm always <laughs> <laughs> my schedule kind of gets off on the weekends and then it's like back to the old grind on monday um but also um in the middle of buying a house so that's i think mm. enough said if you bought a house or not, I think you know that that's not a small thing. It's very tiring. Depends if you buy a small house. It could be a small thing. <laughs> like a tiny house? Should I just buy well, a tiny house so I have, I'm only a tiny bit tired? Is that how that goes? I mean, so technically it's, it's a joke, but if you were buying a much smaller house that was a lot less expensive, it, it possibly would be less stressful at the same time, right? Less to clean and I don't know, but you're right. No, I, yeah, it's not, it is not a 
small matter. Yeah. Maybe a there small thing. Yeah. But right. not a small matter. Yes. I got gotcha. you. Got it. Thanks for correcting me, Marcus. Mm. You're very welcome. It <laughs> <laughs> was a good salute. But I mean, regardless of what we have going on, I think everybody always has something. There's some comments that I always hear, especially at work. You know, for example, um, tell me what you think about this, but I try to never say I'm tired around my coworkers that have kids because I feel like a lot of them mm -hmm. have, I work with some younger people too, and a lot of them have some very young kids and babies and, and I'll just like hear them talk about the night that they had and I'm like, I'm not tired. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so I like try to compare myself all the time because I don't know what they're going through. Um, but of course you realize like, it doesn't mean that you're not tired. You're just, you're tired for different reasons or maybe, you know, you got a little more sleep than them, whatever. Um, but I was going to, what I'm getting at is um, the comments that I hear at work a lot are um, people seem to be tired a lot. Um, people seem to be busy all the time. You ever hear that? Um, somebody can't do mm -hmm. something because they're busy. That, that's an excuse that all of us make. Um, as if we're more busy than the next person. Um, but, I mean, ultimately what I'm getting yeah. at is we just we, we make up excuses all the time for how we're feeling and how we're acting. Um, and sometimes those are justifiable reasons, but other times I think um, we use our excuses to get out of something well so i agree with you i agree with you at the same time this thing will not stay i agree with you but at the same time i kind of i kind of feel like i mean not not being able to to compare it to another generation because it's not like we lived in other generations but i kind of feel like this is a tired generation right i mean it feels like everybody is more stressed and busy and tired mm -hmm. Um, and that's something or that we're we, just talking about it more or, or that, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, but well, I don't know. I mean, it, it, so I don't know. I mean, is that the case or is it, is it possible that, uh, we live in a time right now where, uh, we have like each person has a tremendous, like, you know, um, amount of responsibility, I guess, right? Uh, I feel like we have an individualistic society, which potentially in turn could mean that the individual has much more weight on their shoulders than in a society where everybody sort of shares the load. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I think that, you know, we, like in a family, you know, Diane and I, we share the load of, with the kids, you know, like we help each other um, and we have the kids do their part too. And some families, their father doesn't help much and the load is much more on the, the woman. So legitimately in those those situations, the wife is probably a lot more stressed and, and uh, has a, great, a greater level of responsibility than other moms where the husband helps out more, right? <clears throat> in a society where we're less like a family because we all do our own things. We all have our own big homes. I mean, the truth is most of us have more home than throughout all of history. Right. Uh, so like that's sort of symbolic of the, the like spiritual element, right. Which is like, we literally physically have more uh, that we own that we're responsible for. Um, like our houses are bigger, which means we have to clean them. We have to manage them, maintain them, fix stuff that, you know, goes wrong and so on and so forth. Um, so from a spiritual sense though, is there potential that we're also sort of in that same boat? Right. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. It, it just, it seems like, <clears throat> sorry, this seems like the, this is a very busy generation, you know, like, um, we're just, we're so fast paced that silence is something that's very, very uncommon for most of us. We talked about that last week, I think. Hold on one second. Yes? Yes, on the show?
Okay, well, um, tell them to go to sleep and you go to sleep and don't knock on the door anymore because see that right there? You see the Alicia over here? Here, come say hi so people know that I'm not just being crazy here. Here, come over here this way a little bit. There you go. Right. Oh, nope, right here. No, this way. Right here. Where my hand is right there, put your face. <laughs> Wait, there you go. Say hi. Hi. Okay, say, I'm going to go to sleep now. I'm going to go to sleep now. And I'm not going to knock on the door anymore. Okay. Yep. <laughs> go. Not again. Huh? Do not knock on the door again. Go. Close the door. Okay, you got three seconds. One, two, three. All right. How does that work? How does what work? Counting. Three seconds. You count to yeah. three. How does how does that how? How does it is, work? Yeah, it's it works every time. Um, not always. Lots of parents go one, two, three, and then they're like, "I'm serious. I already said three. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. You're not listening." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, just." <laughs> so it works it works with with our kids because if we get to three and he's lucky that he like closed the door right when I was saying three because um, I would have walked off the show and I would have handled business right now <laughs> um, would have put you on mute first though uh, but uh if you if you do the one two three thing you have to follow through uh-huh. and and on three if you get to three then something bad has to happen right like they gotta like lose some reward turn off the tv i don't know like we make them do push-ups or if it's a really really bad thing like you know spanking like if they're like trying to put their hand in the fire and you're like no you better not like get away from there i'm gonna give you tech to three and they're like "Uh uh-huh well like you need to do something right three has to be a thing where they don't want to get to three and yeah. when they were young, they would let us get to three. And after a couple of times, they're like, oh, no, no, no. You know? Yeah. So I saw a hilarious cartoon one time uh, where this guy was sitting on a couch and he's talking to the psychologist. She's like, where do you think this fear of the number three came from? And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. And then it shows a flashback to the mom, like, I'm going to count to three, one, two, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> fear of the number three. Yeah. Uh, what um, were we talking about? We were talking about, does it seem like people are spiritually, oh yeah, spiritually busy and they, um, that silence is a thing that's not common, right? Um, silence and reflection. We fill the air with uh, music and, and now we can stream television and all that stuff everywhere we go. On our phones. Uh, yeah, on our phones. And so we don't, um, I, I think we fail sometimes to purposefully insert silence and boredom for the sake of thinking, reflecting, praying, um, and just absorbing the silence, right? Right. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that the more tired we are, the more busy we are, the less we listen, and the less we pray, the, the less, I don't want to say the less spiritual we are, but the less energy we have to keep up that relationship. It's kind of like, I mean, I always like to compare it to a romantic relationship. If you're dating somebody or you're married to somebody and you're just too tired, whenever you come home at the end of the day, are you really going to have a conversation with this person or are you just going to go straight to bed? It's a good point. And uh, one that I think really hits a nail because um, it, we are guilty of this sometimes too. It's like at the end of the day, you know, you uh, get in bed, one of, them, one of us is getting ready the other one's in bed and you pull out your phone and you start looking through things and then you're both laying there looking through your phone. Um, so you sort of made an analogy about it, but we, that's a literal, you know, thing that people do. Um, it's not uncommon, right? Uh, because again, it's part of that whole, like you don't, nobody lays down and just looks up the ceiling anymore, you know, thinking about things, dreaming about things, you know, you lay down and you turn and you grab your phone, you're like, let me look through my emails and, you know, let mm-hmm. me look at what I got tomorrow or let me just see what everybody else is doing and all that stuff. And this is hilarious, but I've seen some people like come in and out <laughs> of the broadcast. So this is obviously like a super boring show because it's all about boredom and, and being tired and stuff. Like, man, these guys are like, <laughs> they're like, what are they talking about? 
they're tiring me out. Like just looking at them, I feel like I'm about to pass out. Um, so, but the, the video itself is called how to function when you're tired. So what do you do? What are some things that help you when you kind of feel like unmotivated when you don't want to do something, but like most, especially, um, in your faith when you're sort of unmotivated to maybe go to mass? Um, so for me, it's all about developing a routine because you just have to make something important, really. So for example, what if you said, I'm so tired, I'm not going to go to work today. And then the next day you're like, so tired, I'm not going to go to work today. Like eventually, if you miss enough days, you're probably not going to keep that job. So, um, if you make something important, like I'm always going to go to mass on Sunday at 10 o'clock. And I'm going to this location. And it's even better if you're saying, um, I'm going to have an accountability partner. I'm going with this person. So for me, it's my family. Um, so I'm an adult now, right? No one's really telling me to go to mass. Agreed. Um, but uh, I also know that like, if I don't show up, I'm, I'm lucky enough to live in the same city as my family. If I don't show up, my family's going to be like, where were you? Why didn't you come sit with us? Um so part of that is in in terms of public displays of faith, like going to mass, being present somewhere, because um, there's personal prayer and then there's um, a fellowship kind of prayer, right? Um, mm-hmm. So if I'm not at mass, my family's going to know. So have some accountability. If if you're so tired that you're not able to get up to mass, um, you know, maybe see if there's an evening mass close to you. Um, or find somebody who goes to that early morning mass. It will always um, be your accountability partner and say, hey, are you coming? Um, another thing for me is um, I have two roommates, and uh, they're both Catholics, so it's kind of like, hey, are you going? Where are you going? Can I go with you? Um, so like maybe my family's out of town that weekend while I'm going with somebody else. Um, so just that aspect of kind of making something important and uh, no matter how tired you are, there have been times where I've been so tired and I'll say, okay, I'm just going to go and I have some time later. So I'll, I'll take a nap later, you know, something like that. Um, if you can, other times you can't. Right. Um, so uh, another thing I was going to say though, in terms of personal prayer, like maybe you didn't get a lot of time to talk to God that day and you didn't want to just come home and sit in your bed next to your, spouse right and just be on your phone or something like that um because even when you're tired that's something that's easy to do um so it's not that you don't have any energy um something that i've done is just said okay i need to just lay for just a minute i literally have no energy but i want to do xyz so I'll, i'll set an alarm for like 10 or 15 minutes and that helps me a little bit or Maybe it's on the other side of the spectrum, like I need to do something active, like go take out the trash or something, which for me, I live in an apartment, so it's an ordeal. If you want to take out the trash, it's not just like putting it outside. You have to go walk downstairs, walk across the apartment complex, go find a dumpster, and then walk all the way back over. And then by that time, you're like, I might as well keep being productive. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, mean, I already threw the trash. I already threw the trash away. I'm done here, yeah. (laughs) That's really... (laughs) <laughs> so um those are just a couple things either doing something active or actually taking a rest where sometimes i actually need it and then having an accountability partner um because for me you know i'm not married um it's just me i'm it's not that i'm going to be taking my family or my kids to mass or anything but that's something that i want to practice now um so that when the time comes it won't be you know you i want to be a spiritual leader um so gotta work on it now Mm, yeah so for me it's uh it's all about attitude and you know so like i've actually like sort of purposefully started this off slow and kind of like oh you know i'm so tired and stuff like that um and so you can see the change when somebody has a different attitude when they actually are talking even inflection, right? I'm going to purposely doing that, but even yeah. inflection and, and, you know, raising your voice a little bit and showing a little bit of enthusiasm and passion can make such a difference. I mean, in this, this podcast itself, like if I'm 
you know, sad and droopy and like, oh, yeah, like, you know, people are dropping out. Nobody wants to watch this because it's kind of like, well, this guy's boring, you know, um, even though the content may be good, you know, uh, you can see like positive attitudes and stuff like that are, are infectious. And for me, um, it is a it is that decision, you know, when I realize I know I'm tired. I know I don't want to do this. And I don't know. I don't want to do that. It's when I make the decision that I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to just, okay, that's it. I'm going to do it. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this. I'm going to channel my uh, inner Shia LaBeouf. Have you seen that? Oh, yes. that? Do it. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> so sometimes I played that video. No, I'm kidding. I never did. It's not motivating at all. It's just funny. Uh, but I actually do play motivating videos sometimes. <laughs> one hilariously, one time Diane did it to me. I always, I'm the one doing this to her, you know. So it's really funny when she turns the tables on me. Um, but like I would like, come on, Diane, let's go. Like I play a, a, a YouTube video about motivation, you know, and it's got this like music and like it's pounding, and it's like, what are you gonna do today? You gonna stay in bed or you gonna? You're going to get up and do something with your life, you know? And, and she's, you know, like, so it's funny because like to the person who just wants to stay in bed, like that's really annoying, really annoying. and bothers you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so she did this to me recently. And I was like, you know, oh, I want to get up. And um, I didn't say that. <laughs> I just turned the tables on you. She put on one of those motivating videos. Like, obviously it's one that I've heard before and stuff. That's so funny. And I was like there in bed just like that. And I was like, I woke up and I was like, She's right. <laughs> like, and seriously, like I actually, I got up. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to make today productive. And I got in the shower and I was like trying to wake myself up. And it, it was the weirdest thing because I went from feeling like, oh, I don't want to do anything to like, I'm tired. I feel tired, but I'm, you know what I mean? I'm awake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, that's um, funny. That's so and funny. I honestly believe that's like one of the biggest things. Uh, and this is where I think there is maybe maybe some legitimacy to, you know, the f- idea that we live in a tired society. It's not because we just our sleep isn't as good, and but maybe I don't know. Like you know, there's theories about um, the fact that people used to sleep when you know it went dark, and then get up and work during the day when it, there was light outside. Um, so they either sl- you know slept a little bit more, or they were more in tune with uh, the sun and the you know the dark um and now there's some people who work you know all mm-hmm. uh, night and then sleep during the day um but most of us don't go to sleep as soon as it turns dark it's been dark out here for a couple of hours now um and so uh there's there's potential i guess that you know that there's some some legitimacy to some of those ideas or theories or what have you um also the idea that we're also like in a very busy like high tempo society like especially here in dc everybody's insanely busy here it's it's really really bad um because we all and we all live so far from each other very different than san antonio where you know your coworkers live somewhat close to you and you can um some people will stay after you know work and and hang out for a little while and then go home or they'll get together on a weekend uh you know whatever like it's uh or or if they host something on a saturday like a company picnic or something everybody gets together here that doesn't happen because people live like 45 minutes to an hour from where they work. And that's potentially two hours from each other sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. So I live two hours away from people that I work with because they live an hour on the other side of where we work. I never see those people. You know what I mean? And we're always like, okay, time to go. Like if we don't leave now, I'm going to miss the bus. We're going to hit traffic. We're going to be another 30 to 40 minutes in traffic. If we don't leave right now. So, all of those things play a part for sure. But I think the biggest thing is something that you actually alluded to. It's our attitude about it all, right? Mm -hmm. We are a generation of complainers. You know, we see everything and it's like, oh, you know, like, man, I need some Tylenol. My head hurts. And, oh, I'm so tired because I didn't sleep last night. And I'm guilty of this. Like, I do this all the time. Um, And one of the reasons why, if you remember, I said that, uh, one of my Lenten sacrifices is I don't want to complain, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just because I, I care about how I'm perceived, you know, part of it as I do want to not be a guy who's like uh, seeing the negative and things. I want to be a guy who everybody says like, wow, you know, he's always finds something good in a bad situation. 
But the biggest part about it is because it affects how I feel. If I get up and I'm just like, you know, like I can be tired, but I feel motivated and productive. And I like, I have things I want to do and, and accomplish. And at the end of the day, when I accomplish those things, I feel great about it, even if I'm tired. Um, but if I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to work today, you know, then I got to go to work. And if I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, I'm just tired and I can't wait till I go home. I just, I need to go to sleep early tonight. You know, like that really wrecks my day and it makes me miserable. Mm -hmm. um, so attitude to me is the primary, uh, to answer the question, you know, how do you function when you're tired? First thing you need to do is change your attitude. You can be yeah. exhausted and you can still be very happy and you can still push yourself very hard. When I was in basic training, I'm not making this up like, this is not a joke and it's not an exaggeration. And those are burps. So irrelevant. Um, it's not, this is not an exaggeration. During Air Force basic training, I was falling asleep while walking. I've never been that tired before in my life where I couldn't stay awake while we were walking. Um, <laughs> and a lot, everybody does it. Or like while we were marching, I'd be marching and I'd go like that. And I'd be like, whoa, I just fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> While you're walking? Yes. It's the craziest thing. So I, I've never been more tired in my life. Not even with kids. Uh, but obviously, you know, part of the, the goal of basic training is to is sleep deprivation. is to, to actually make you feel so exhausted that you can't function. Because then they want to see how you function. Mm -hmm. Which is exactly what we're talking about right here, right? Yeah. Um, how you function how you react, what you do and say when you're most exhausted, when you're at your wits end, when you're frustrated, when all the chips are stacked against you, that reveals the true core of who you are. Because just like in basic training, the people who, when they're utterly exhausted, when they're tired and frustrated and they can't do anything right, I mean, they're getting yelled at and they're told to you know, do it over, redo it, do it over again, um, those people who shut down, <coughs> those people who shut down will be the same people that in situations where somebody's life is on the line, they shut down, right? They're the same people that when you need them, when things are crazy, when things are, when you're, when you're deployed overseas and, you know, everybody's exhausted because nobody's sleeping because the enemy is moving in on you, right? You know, like, um, you, when somebody else, when, when a pilot, is relying on you and everybody's tired. The pilot's relying on you to do repairs on the airplane so that they can get back up in the air and perform the mission. And what you do, you know, if you drop a, a, a wrench into the engine uh, because you're so tired and you don't, you don't even know it or what have you. And he gets up in the air and that actually causes him to, to crash and he dies because of you. Like that's, that's what they're trying to find out, right? What will you do when you are at that point where you are just, you don't know what to do. You're exhausted. You're, you, you have nothing in you. Like who, uh, in that company, you know, who, who in this unit is going to step up, dig really, really deep and become a leader and say, you know, I don't care how tired I am. I'm going to keep pushing. Like I'm going to pass out. I'm going to die before I give up. And, um, there's something very theological about that, right? How many times in our faith do we feel like when we're pushed to the limits um, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually, when we're pushed to the limit, what do we do? How do we react? Do we mm -hmm. shut down? You know, or um, do are are we the kind of people that in those times the best in us come out? You know, mm -hmm. like I, I I pray about this all the time. Like I hope that if I ever get into a situation where um, you know, like a, a, an intense situation where I don't have really time to think, or even if I do have time to think. Um, and you know, I don't know, like my life is on the line. I, I hope I make the right decision, you know, cause it, nobody knows, but I think about that a lot and I prepare and, and I try to do that in all the little ways to prepare myself for the, maybe the big moment that might come. Um, because I want to be that kind of person. Right. And the only way I can be that kind of person is if I'm being that kind of person, mm -hmm. um, consistently. Mm -hmm. So who you are truly who, who you are at the core is always revealed when all the luxury and the comfort is stripped away. And the only thing left is your will. What will you choose to do? 
And again, that all comes back to attitude. Um, just like you had said earlier, um, you know, that uh, when I, I don't want to go to mass or I don't feel like going to mass and this happens to me, I'm, I'm a speaker and I, you know, have this ministry and all that stuff. And there are times when I'm like, like I just, I want to just relax this Sunday and just, you know, that's, that's part of the, the attack of the enemy or what have you. Um, but never will I not go to church, not because I just can motivate myself enough every time, but because I'm committed because it doesn't matter how I feel I'm committed and I'm going to do it. Right. It's not, um, I'm not relying on the feeling of like, okay, I can get myself to feel like I want to go to church today. Um, it's a long time ago. I made that commitment and I'm continuing to honor my commitment. And, um, so again, that all comes back to attitude when you have the right attitude where you make the choice because it's all you have, right? You only have your will left when, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing good in it for you, right? No comfort or, or luxury, um, to the choice. Um, then your will bit is based off of, uh, commitment. If you have no commitment, then you have no will, but if you have commitment, then it's a very easy, it's a very easy choice. It's, you know, I'm going to stick to my commitment. I'm not going to choose what I feel like doing. I'm going to choose to do what I know I'm supposed to do because that's what and I that can. was. That was that aspect of what I was talking about. Um, because I mentioned what helps me is having an account, some kind of accountability. Somebody knows that I'm going to be there. Um, but ultimately it's making the commitment. And I think that first and foremost, what that ties to is love because if you truly understand what the mass is all about. And of course we'll never fully understand God, but um, if you truly understand what the mass is about, then the decision to go is a decision of love because you want to be there. Well, to your point uh, in a marriage, what's the first thing that you need? <laughs> a commitment, right? A marriage doesn't work without commitment. I mean, a marriage literally is commitment. It's the, it's a sim symbolic or it's the, um, it's the version of a relationship where you can't undo, you know, the relationship. You can start dating somebody and decide, okay, I don't want to really, I don't want to do this anymore. And then you stop dating them, right? You can be engaged to somebody and, and, you know, unfortunately this does happen, but you can end the engagement and then you're no longer tied to that person. But once you get married, the whole point of the difference in a marriage versus any other kind of relationship is the commitment. It's the, I will, I'm going to be with you forever. You know, I'm never going to leave you. Um, so yeah, I mean, to, the, to your point, you know, we, we, we view our faith, uh, with God as a relationship, just like a marriage. And if we don't have commitment in marriage, um, then, you know, our, our, our marriage crumbles and falls apart. And, uh, what is supposed to be great joy and bliss along with some, you know, some hardship, but, but a, you know, being able to work through hardship together and not on, on your own, uh, falls apart and, and is gone without commitment. The same thing in your relationship with God, right? If you have no commitment in your faith, you're then as soon as your faith gets tested, obviously you're going to crumble. You're going to crumble. Right. And we see that happen all the time with people, people who, who claim to be Christian, people who claim to be Catholic and then tragedy hits and suddenly they doubt and they're they're willing to you know let go of their faith because they they're wondering like well what like there's no god here um and that's scandalizing to people outside the church who look at them and say oh yeah well look look at all their talk you know what good is it now mm -hmm. um so point is that without commitment you know um you can't have much of a faith right true so I like, I like the analogy that you made. Um, and of course, we make this analogy all the time and for a good reason. Um, when you're married to somebody, you're committed to them. Um, when you're baptized, receive First Communion, receive Confirmation, you make a commitment. Um, mm -hmm. There I am. I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to be a Catholic and I'm going to go. Um, we just be become more tired and more busy and we're not staying as committed as a whole 
um, yeah. as we but always there, have been. But there are times in my life when I feel tired and I'm defeated. And there are other times when I'm tired, but I am like, I feel an immense amount of excitement because I'm accomplishing things, you know, mm-hmm. like I can be tired and feel like this is fantastic. Like I'm, I'm, I'm working. I have these things I'm trying to, to accomplish and, you know, these dreams I'm working on and I'm having so much fun. And there are other times when I'm like tired and I'm like defeated. I'm like, oh, I just, I don't feel like doing anything right now. And there's a very big difference there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times in my life when I am just so insane that I'm like, constantly turning on things you know moving and moving and moving and diane will be like hey you need to like slow down and i'll and i'm like i'll rest when i'm dead you know mm-hmm. um and there are other times when i'm like diane i need you to i need your help like i'm just mm-hmm. you know i'm just tired i don't i don't mm-hmm. feel like doing anything and so there's another <clears throat> kind of aspect right you know first thing is attitude is the most important attitude and commitment are absolutely necessary to to be able to function when you're tired the second thing is you also need to understand that rest is absolutely necessary, you know, uh, to function properly. Also, you cannot just keep going and going and going and going uh, because eventually you will burn yourself out. And this happens to me all the time. This is kind of like my life, right? I'm like a roller coaster. I'm like, you know, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And I'm like, yeah, everything's amazing. And I'm like, I'm doing so much. I'm I'm accomplishing things like I'm just on the go all the time. I'm good. And then all of a sudden I, I just crash and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do anything for the next like a couple of days, a week, a t- two weeks goes by and I'm just like, I don't want to do anything, you know? <laughs> and um, this happens a lot with my house, you know, I'll work on the house and um, I'll go like a week or two um, where I'm working every, I'll go to work. I'll come home. And like I re I rebuilt the bathroom, and when I did that, uh, I came home from work, and I worked on it. You know, like from whatever five p.m. and I'd go to like one, two, sometimes even three in the morning, uh, and I would just you know work on it. And then the weekend would come, and I'd be there all day Saturday and like all day Sunday because I'm just trying to hurry up and finish it. And it's a lot of work, right? And so obviously there's a lot of physical labor to that too. And as I'm building it and I'm seeing the bathroom come together, I get really excited. And that's one of the reasons why I don't go to sleep because I'm like, Oh, just let me just do this part. You know, like just as I just want to see what it looks like when I put the tile up and I just want to see what the grout looks like, you know, all that stuff. Like I just feel like I, I want to keep going because I'm excited about it all coming together. And then at the end of it, <clears throat> I've been punishing myself for a while. That's when I crash and I'm just like, you know, the water's like spraying out of the shower and I'm just like, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I'll get it tomorrow. Like I'll do it next week. You know, let me just have this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I never do that cause Dan wouldn't let me. <laughs> I'm not like that anyway. I'm just saying I'm exaggerating to demonstrate the point that sometimes she's like, um, so when are you going to finish that? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so it's also necessary to, to rest. You know, I know that, uh, you want to accomplish all the things that you want to accomplish today. I know that you want to convert your, you know, son or daughter or husband or wife or cousin today, but you also need to understand that there's a process to all those things, right? Set a goal, have the right attitude, you know, the positive thing down and all that. Um, work towards something, but also recognize when it's time, you know, or not, not just when it's time, but, but implement consistent periods of rest um, I've always thought this was such a weird, weird thing about life. You know, why did God make us have to sleep? You know, in fact, like sometimes in my life, I've been like, I hate sleep. I hate that I have to sleep. You know, some people love sleep. I don't. I hate it. I always feel like I'm missing out, you know, on something. Um, like I'm, I could be doing something else. Like I could be productive. I could be like, man, if I, for the next eight hours while everybody else sleeps, <laughs> you know, I could finish another chapter of my book. Like, yeah. If only I didn't have to sleep. Um, and I just always thought, like, what a weird thing. Part of God's design that we have to sleep. I think that there's some great theology to that, right? Um, the, the analogy is that, you know, you must also have silence, reflection, uh, meditation. You, you must also, re- you have to recover, you know, like, 
there are times in your life and in your ministry where you work, 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 you till the fields, but there also has to be time for you to recover, relax, and to rest, you know, to rest in, in the spirit you know, of God. Is, you, you mentioned this before, and I want to point it out to you before you finish that thought. Um, you once kind of made the same analogy with eating. The fact that we have to eat and drink. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny, right? Like, but again, these are like the things that, that, um, they're the things that make you human and they're the things that make you recognize that you're not God. You have dependencies, right? As much as you want to be able to just, you know, be totally independent on your own, you have these things that constantly remind you, that bring you back to reality and remind you that, hey, you are human and you are dependent, <laughs> you know? You know what's even better thinking about that is you say you think about those kinds of things and then I think this way, I, I always tend to think, isn't it amazing that Jesus, who was fully God, but also fully man, needed to sleep, mm -hmm. needed to eat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, no, I, exactly. I mean, um, this is like the, the, I've thought about this kind of before too, like the most, <clears throat> the most wealthy people in the world, the, the greatest people, the greatest athletes, um, all of them have to poop, you know? So, and it's not glorious for any one of them, right? It's not, for nobody is, is it a glorious experience? Kings, queens, presidents, everybody. Um, and I think about that sometimes too, because I'm always like, what happens like if, you know, like if you're like a celebrity or a president and you're like in the midst of a bunch of people and everybody's like wanting to see you and like, you know, take pictures and you have to go to the bathroom real bad, <laughs> like what do you you know, like if you're like out somewhere, you know, where you don't have like a private bathroom, um, what do you do? You have to like have your your people like um, somehow create like a diversion to let you like somehow escape out around. I don't know, but because like if you go into a bathroom, people aren't, you know, I'm, I assume that people don't leave them alone and would love to get pictures of them in the bathroom for one thing. But even if even if they all stayed outside and they were like waiting for, you know, the celebrity has to go to the bathroom, look at him. And then like, they're like waiting outside for like three minutes and then five minutes goes by and they're like, wait a second, is he pooping in there? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, that's the worst. I would never want to be a celebrity for that one reason. Oh, that's funny. Um, I would so... have never come up with that thought, Marcus. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Think about weird things. This is what happens when I have silence. Um, so... But, but yeah, it's really funny that we have all these dependencies, you know, uh, for our, our existence um, that create a great reminder for us, you know, that um, we're, we're not on our own. We, we're not God and we have needs. Um, those needs are, are physical, but they're also meant to relay some spiritual message to us as well, right? Like you must be fed. Uh, so those of us who think we know everything, we have all the answers you got to recognize that, you know, you need to be fed. Sometimes you need to go and, and allow somebody to serve you um, and give you some truth. You know, like you don't know everything, right? Mm -hmm. um, you must sleep, you know, as much as you want to just um, accomplish things and, and just go, go, go. And sometimes, you know, you're not like an axe retreats, you know, what's the whole thing like this much time you're on God's time. Um, you don't get to make the decision of when things come together and when your son or daughter comes back to the church or gets converted or whatever, right? Like your job isn't to make it happen now. Your job is to trust and to you know, recognize that sometimes like you work sometimes and, you know, uh, on and I've always thought that one of the really interesting things about, um, and this is one of the reasons why it also is like a, is really weird to me because some people like for sleep for some people or most people, I guess like sleep is like restful mm -hmm. for me. One of the weird things about it is I've always viewed sleep as a coming out of existence. You know, like you go to sleep and you're outside of the world. You don't know what's going on around you. Right. Unless it's, you're it's an avatar. A, well, <laughs> all right, all right. No, the, the avatars are sleeping, but wait. No, the, the people have to sleep too, right? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand. 
Well, here's the good thing. They they don't they're not real. They're not real. Um <laughs> not yet. But anyway, so um but yeah, no no, I mean it's it's kind of an interesting thing, right? You have to go out outside of existence not knowing anything that's going on around you, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine like there's what other instances besides like getting knocked unconscious or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh are you Being laying in a coma. Well, okay, yeah, that's really crazy. So don't even get me started on that cuz yeah, that's weird. That's like time travel. Yeah. Um, if you wake up. So, you know, what other instance do you, are you laying there and you have no idea what's going on around you in the world? Like, I always wonder, like, if I go to sleep one day and I'm going to wake up the next day and the world is different, you know, like, like city got bombed overnight. Like New York city has gone as of last night. You know what I mean? Um, and it would just, it does whatever, like people could be like, making faces at me like you have no idea what's going on around you when you're asleep and the point of that is that it's a very vulnerable state right uh you can't defend yourself when you're asleep uh you're not aware of of anything somebody could be if you're in a deep enough sleep could be walking through your house and stealing your stuff and um so everybody no matter how paranoid they are no matter how rich they are what have you Everybody, um, is that a cat? Sorry, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you're kind everybody, of, um, I'm gonna say you're kind of cutting in and out. I don't know if that's happening on the video, but hmm. sometimes I see you, sometimes I don't, and then you're kind of buffering mm-hmm. your voice. I'm not buffering my voice. So if, I, if I don't know if, if that's happening to me, but if I disappear, that's why. And we're kind of near the end of our time anyway, so you did disappear last time hilariously. It was so funny. You just like went black. I was like, uh, <laughs> well, good thing. I was like, I was saying bye anyway, but it was, it was really awkward, not just for me, but for the audience as well. Um, no, but anyway, so it's a very vulnerable state. So no matter who you are, everybody needs sleep, which means everybody is forced, you know, every day for some amount of time, uh, to be very, very vulnerable. And, uh, you know, again, by design, you're not God. So, any thoughts on that or <laughs> did I cut out again? No, that was just, I was so. just listening to your, your thought I know, process. I'm crazy. No, it's interesting. It was all interesting. <laughs> oh, good. It was all interesting. It was mostly, it was like 40% interesting. Honestly, <laughs> I liked some of it. So, okay. It's funny. Well, Since the beginning of our show, you seem more awake now. I am. You know why? Because I made the decision. Remember? I did the yes, whole uh, Shia LaBeouf thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you remember... Last thing I'll say. Um, do you remember when we did the Thirst for Truth conference? Yeah. And I, I used a Shia LaBeouf yes. uh, picture. He <laughs> was holding the ticket. Yeah. Like, just yeah. buy your ticket. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Sweet. Good Look time. at us. Full circle. Yeah. Look at us now. Yeah. Year, years later. Look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's all I got for you, Alicia. Any All any right. last words of wisdom? Uh, get some sleep. For is that for me or everybody? That is for everybody, including you. <sighs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next time on the Quiet Store. <laughs> Bye, Alicia. <laughs>